Good evening, friends. Today is Thursday, the 23rd of January, 2020. Our readings for this evening are Psalm 17, verses 19 through 42, and John chapter, the Gospel of John, chapter 4, verses 1 through 15. I will bless God who gives me counsel. My heart teaches me night after night. I have set God always before me. Because she is at my right hand, I shall not fall. Dear friends in Christ, here in the presence of Almighty God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins so that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what we have done and by what we have left undone, we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, To the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, make speed to save us. O God, make haste to help us. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. And Alleluia. O gracious light, pure brightness of the ever-living Creator in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed, now as we come to the setting of the sun, and our eyes behold the vesper light, we sing your praises, O God. Creator, Incarnate, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices, O Son of God, O Giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. They are not put to shame in evil times. In the days of famine, they have abundance. But the wicked perish. And the enemies of God are like the glory of the pastures. They vanish. Like smoke, they vanish away. The wicked borrow and do not pay back, but the righteous are generous and keep giving. For those blessed by God shall inherit the land, but those cursed by God shall be cut off. Our steps are made firm by God. When God delights in our way, though we stumble, we shall not fall headlong. For God holds us by the hand. I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. They are ever giving liberally and lending, and their children become a blessing. Depart from evil and do good, so you shall abide forever. 
For God loves justice. God will not forsake God's faithful ones. The righteous shall be kept safe forever, but the children of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and live in it forever. The mouths of the righteous utter wisdom, and their tongues speak justice. The law of their God is in their hearts. Their steps do not slip. The wicked watch for the righteous and seek to kill them. God will not abandon them to their power, nor let them be condemned when they are brought to trial. Wait for God and keep to God's way, and God will exalt you to inherit the land. You will look on the destruction of the wicked. I have seen the wicked oppressing and towering like a cedar of Lebanon. Again I passed away, and they were no more. Again I passed by. And they were no more. Though I sought them, they could not be found. Mark the blameless, and behold the upright, for there is posterity for the peaceable. But transgressors shall be altogether destroyed. The posterity of the wicked shall be cut off. The salvation of the righteous is from God. God is their refuge in the time of trouble. God helps them and rescues them. God rescues them from the wicked and saves them because they, because they take refuge in God. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Canticle J, a song of Judith. I will sing a new song to my God, for you are great and glorious wonderful in strength, invincible. Let the whole creation serve you, for you spoke and all things came into being. You sent your breath and it formed them. No one is able to resist your voice. Mountains and seas are stirred to their depths. Rocks melt like wax at your presence. But to those who fear you, you continue to show mercy. No sacrifice, however fragrant, can please you. But whoever fears God shall stand in your sight forever. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, dear Christ. John chapter 4, verses 1 through 15. Now when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard Jesus is making and baptizing more disciples than than John, although it was not Jesus himself, but his disciples who baptized, he left Judea and started back to Galilee. But he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered, Jesus answered her, 
If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have no bucket and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us the well and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water, gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water, so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. The Gospel of Christ. Praise to you, dear Christ. I believe in God, the Creator Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, our God, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, who suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried, who descended to the dead and on the third day rose again, who ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Creator, who will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. God be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your queendom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the queendom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. that this evening may be holy, good, and peaceful, we entreat you, O God, that your holy angels may lead us in paths of peace and goodwill, we entreat you, O God, that there may be peace to your church and to the whole world, we entreat you, O God, that we may depart this life in your faith and fear and not be condemned before the great judgment seat of Christ, we entreat you, O God, that we may be bound together by your Holy Spirit in the communion of St. John, St. Mary, St. James, and all your saints, entrusting one another and all our life to Christ. We entreat you, O God. Almighty God, 
who created us and created our Savior Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world. Grant that your people, illumined by your word and sacraments, may shine with the radiance of Christ's glory. That you, God, may be known, worshipped, and obeyed to the ends of the earth. Through Jesus Christ, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, now and forever. Amen. Most holy God, the source of all good desires, all right judgments, and all just works, give to us, your servants, that peace which the world cannot give, so that our minds may be fixed on the doing of your will, and that we, being delivered from the fear of all enemies, may live in peace and quietness through the mercies of Christ Jesus our Savior. Amen. Be our light in the darkness, O God, and in your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of your only for the love of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Keep watch, dear God, with those who work or watch or weep this night and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, gracious Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous. And all for your love's sake. Amen. I am going to pause now. Um, Actually, <laughs> I'm going to leave the recording going, but we're going to have some silence. And in prayerful contemplation and meditation, whatever verbiage you are comfortable with, I love the way my Quaker community says it. We sit in silence with the Holy Spirit. So let's just commune with the Holy Spirit for the next 10 minutes. I personally feel a great need to be still and be with God. So I'm going to set a timer and, and we're going to do that and then we'll We'll, we'll pick up from there.
Thank you, friends. Now let's talk a little bit about our reading. So we, we read the rest of the psalm that we read the first part of this morning. And and I think some of the message from this morning carries forward, you know, that the righteous are those who are made blameless, not because they have earned it or they have somehow achieved perfection, which is, of course, impossible, but because they are holy, they are made blameless in God. And although the psalmist did not yet know Christ, we are made blameless in Christ. Um, we who have an evolved understanding of the a developed understanding, maybe would be the better way of saying that, of the Holy Trinity, of the manifestations of God, which of course is delivered to us through epiphanies, right? And this this being the season, season of epiphany that's completely apropos. But we who have this understanding understand, I think, more in a different way than the psalmist did. But there is a universal truth here that our rescue is from God, our blamelessness is from God, our holiness is from God, our deliverance is from God, all of this is from God. And in our very last verse, it sums up that all of this, God's rescue comes because we take refuge in God. So it doesn't say that God rescues us because we worked really hard or we, um, through any effort of our own, it doesn't say God rescues us because, fill in the blank, anything. It says God rescues us because we take refuge in God. And that's all it takes. That's all it takes is turning to God, running to God, taking refuge. And so I pray that for all of us now that, God, we turn to you. We take refuge in you and we trust in your deliverance, in your rescue. Rescue us, O oh God. We seek your refuge. We take refuge in you. Let us find refuge in you and be rescued by you, O oh God. For we know that it is not through anything we have done. We cannot pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. We cannot climb out of the pit into which we've jumped or been thrown under our own might, we turn to you for your holy and supernatural rescue, O oh God. Bring us out into that wide open place where we can bask in your love and blessing. Let all that the enemy, that the wicked, that the evildoers have intended for evil be untwisted and turned to your good God, which is also our good, because we know that you want only what is good for us, that you have no desire to harm and only the desire to heal. Amen. I think in several of the verses that we read at the, at the beginning today, so like verses 21 through 24, there's an important message here about the righteous also being generous, that 
they give and they keep giving, they give liberally, they lend, their children become a blessing. So this is telling us an important indicator of righteousness, that righteous people live from a place, live from a heart of abundance, not perceive scarcity. And we've talked about that before, friends, right? And this, this kind of cements it. Like, I think this is a good um, thermometer for us, perhaps, a litmus test maybe, that when we catch ourselves being afraid and living out of perceived scarcity, so anytime a response is, I don't know if I can give this, I'm not sure I will have enough for myself, Right. If our response to the call for generosity, whether it's generosity financially or generosity of spirit, there are many different kinds of generosity. When our response is fear and perceived scarcity, which is different than having good boundaries, and we're not going to go way into that at the moment, but there is a total difference than a reaction out of scarcity, perceived scarcity, and a response with good boundaries and the Holy Spirit helps us to discern the difference. So I'm not saying that it's not okay to say no. It's absolutely okay to say no. We are not all called to do everything. We are not all called to give everything. But where we are, we can rest assured that it comes from a place of abundance, that whatever God calls us to offer up and we offer up, whether it is our strength, our effort, sometimes even our pain, sometimes we have to do something that we know is going to be hard and hurt, but it's the right thing to do because God has called us to do it. That will all be repaid. God will refill us. God will redeem and restore whatever it cost us and also whatever the enemy stole or attempted to steal from us. And eventually, God's justice will be done. And we will look on the destruction of the wicked, as it says in verse 34. It says elsewhere in scripture that God will set a table for us, a banquet feast in the presence of our enemies. These things are true. These things are God's promises for us. And all we need do is turn to God. Take refuge in God. Seek God. Love God. We don't have to be successful by any measurement of this world. We simply have to love God. And I know it's not really that easy, right? Because the world is right here and in our face and assaulting us every day. So please, friends, don't think that that I am in any way saying, see, it's easy, right? It is simple, but it is not easy. And the power doesn't lie with you. All you have to do is come to God. God takes care of Maybe the better way to say that, yes, God takes care of us. God battles on our behalf. 
God is the source of everything that we need, our strength, our wisdom, our power. They are all not really ours, but God's. And maybe this is a good time to move to our gospel reading. Um, Just as Jesus is the source of all life and the abundant well, you know, the... He says, he says here to the Samaritan woman that, that the water that he gives, af- those folks will never be thirsty and will be in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. So Jesus says, is so much more than the well of Jacob. Although I was struck, sorry, sorry, bless me. Um, I was struck because I had forgotten that this well was not just any well, that this well was a well of significance near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to Joseph and that this was Jacob's well. And I think that that is, in, that is intentional and incredibly meaningful. Just as we talked before about um, John the Baptist going before Jesus, so also Joseph and Jacob went before Jesus. All of these things are inner things and people and prophets and it's all interconnected across time and space and culture and I think it's so beautiful when we see those connections and we're part of that we are going before and after and connected to as well and I think it's and we're going to read a little more about tomorrow so I won't go too far into it but I also think that It's remarkable that during this season of epiphany, of of God's revealing himself, of God's revealing himself, that God chooses to reveal himself to the Samaritan woman, who, as we read on tomorrow, we'll see, is like one of the least likeliest, right? But God chose her. It God does not see, and we see this so so many other places in Scripture too, God doesn't see with our eyes. God is all-knowing, and God doesn't choose by the measuring sticks and ranking systems that we rank ourselves and each other on earth. And so I pray now for us to see ourselves as God sees us, as chosen, as particularly chosen, as called to share in the epiphany and the revelation of Jesus Christ, to know Christ and to know ourselves through and in Christ as holy. Lord, we ask now for what we need and you know better than we do what sustenance we need what wisdom we need, what revelation we need. Grant to us everything we need, God. We come to you. We take refuge in you. We drink from your living water. Amen.
Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time, with one accord, to make our common supplication to you, and you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in the name of Christ, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.